Hi, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's the 17th of October, 2023. I want to thank you for being with us today or whenever you're listening. We know a lot of people listen on the archives. They're archived everywhere, but we archive everything over at our home website, which is ace-ed.org. Okay, the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. Okay, and uh, we have a lot of great stuff over there, including all our podcasts, our magazine, Equity and Access. Everything we do over there is free for you, our Excellence in Equity Awards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Please check it all out again. It's ace-ed.org, and I always like to tell people it's free. I like to tell you that a few times so you get over there. All right, today we've got a really nice show for you. It's something I did not know about, and we're going to learn more from Jess Burnquist. Jess is the VP of impact education at creative visions so it's creativevisions.org and she kind of runs let me just say it this way the education side of it all right and they're working with my good friends over at discovery education i have it all linked over there if you go over there you'll see a digital a, a, a digital bundle of great lessons about creativity storytelling etc and how you can incorporate that into your classroom and i know Discovery's working hard to get the word out about all this and creative visions works hard but i can't explain it as well as jess can who by the way is a award-winning educator from the phoenix area i think she's out of the school district down working strictly for creative visions but i think i'm going to let her tell you that herself jess are you there it's larry here hi larry thank you so much i am here there you go. It's a pleasure. Are you in Phoenix today? No, no longer in Arizona. In fact, it was my job at Creative Visions that perpetuated a move to California. Um, and so I now live in Southern California. It's true. Where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> I live in Thousand Oaks, right? I live oh, in wow. Thousand Oaks, which is about an hour outside of L.A. and of about 40 minutes, even with traffic, uh, to the office, which is in Malibu, which is lovely, right on the <laughs> so, ocean. So, so without traffic on a Sunday morning, it's three minutes, and then it's 40 minutes exactly. if there's traffic. Yeah, there, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in L.A. traffic. I know all about it, for goodness sake. <laughs> and, Jess, congratulations on being in, uh, you know, 17 years you were a teacher. I have those notes here, and you were teaching English and AP literature, creative writing, really good stuff, and you're still in education. Okay, and Thank you became you. a Creative Visions person after working mm-hmm. as an educator with Creative Visions. So I want you to tell us about Creative Visions. Go ahead, just give us oh, the great. overview. Yeah, yeah, please. sure. So I'd love to kind of give you a little bit of the origin story for Creative sure. Visions because it's it's really impactful. Um, so Creative Visions, we're a social impact nonprofit, and we are inspired by the life of Dan Eldon. He was a 22-year-old Reuters photojournalist who was killed in Somalia in 1993. Oh, yeah, Ooh. it's really Ooh. heavy. And the, and the, the that is heavy. Thing about it's this, hard to believe it's 30 years ago. That's hard to isn't believe. Isn't it? It's, yeah. it's amazing to me. And yeah. I, re, you know, I learned about it in college. So it's a real full circle story in terms of my own involvement with Creative Vision. Seems to be a lot of synchronicity with people who come to the center and realize that they did hear about him or they knew about him. His life was just incredible. Um, unfortunately, his death was tragic. But after yeah. his death, his mother and sister, Kathy and Amy, uh, discovered 20 journals that were collages of different types of mediums, photography, drawing, painting, you name it. And these journals really reflected his adventurous spirit, his curiosity, and his innate desire to change the world for good. 
and his life as a creative change maker. So as his story became more well-known, Kathy and Amy founded Creative Visions in 1998 to support other creative change makers who are using their creativity for good, just like Dan. And basically, our mission really empowers creative change makers worldwide. Um, we want them to be able to raise awareness of critical issues and drive positive change through what we call impact storytelling. Um, we know that that's one of the most powerful tools that we have for creating a more just, caring, and sustainable world. So we do that by helping change makers develop powerful impact media that shifts culture. And then my job, I'm charged with empowering educators and young mm -hmm. people to take yes. creative action around the issues of our time that they self-identify. And I think that's a really critical element here. Um, when I discovered Creative Visions, they had an online curriculum. I was still teaching in Arizona. I had sophomores and seniors. And I said, you know, I really need to find something interesting and relevant um, that will be, <laughs> right, relevant yeah. that will really inspire kids to understand the connections between learning, between what they care about, and between the world. And this is just the most beautiful hmm. program to do that. So my involvement grew after I reached out to interview them about what they had created, and um, I was writing to supplement my income. <laughs> So the story sort of unfolded Good. there in terms of Good. my yeah, yeah my involvement, and it's it's just been a really incredible adventure to be able to work with Discovery and to scale the programming that we have um, worked so hard to put into kids' hands and teachers' sure. hands. Yeah. Right. It's so important. And uh, you just gave a very big picture, and I love that. Okay. And thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, 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 narrow it down. Okay. And I, I'm going to ask you more yeah. about how you work with Discovery, et cetera. But narrow it down, if you can, I know you can, to, to how you're working with educators. And we'll get into the digital lesson bundle at Discovery, but just talk about in general how this kind of fits in and where it fits in. Okay, into oh, education. So Again, everybody, I have everything linked here, so, but Jess is going to give Absolutely. us the word. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Ahead. I love it. Okay, so what we have <laughs> is something, we sort of have an ecosystem, and I think that's the easiest way for me to explain it. And the center of our ecosystem is our own uh, curricula called CV Changemakers, and this is a powerful new space for teachers and students. It's a learning hub, right? There are three modules. And, and by the way, CV teachers, is so creative visions. CV yes, is creative visions. Yes, thank you. Visions. And I thank yeah, you're welcome. Because, right. If you go to cvchangemakers.org, it's a faster way from Creative Visions um, website. You can also get there. But this is just a direct link to our learning hub. And what we do is we help students to anchor the issues they care about or are discovering, for that matter, through the exploration of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that was um, – put into motion largely by Eleanor Roosevelt, as well as the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And there's a really beautiful trajectory around the Articles of Human Rights goals, worldwide goals that have been ratified by about 193 countries in terms of how we want to not just save the world, but improve the world and create equity and all kinds of good things around climate, you name it. But we have students start to explore these documents to do a couple of things. One, it helps them to anchor whatever they care about to something that is already in existence, and that gives a nuanced understanding of a couple of things, too. First of all, they're not the first to care. And the other thing that happens as a result of these discussions is that they're not alone. There's a whole community, a worldwide community of people and organizations working toward the issues they may have already identified. 
then we walk them through some really beautiful exercises that are aligned to the Common Core and FEL standards that help them to think critically and act creatively. So we teach them really fundamentals of advocacy. How do you create change? Do you want to educate others? Do you want to galvanize a movement and start a petition or some type of, of protest, something? Or do you want to do something as simple as just help an organization that's already in play that could use some funding? So we teach them those skills, meaning they have then the skills to marry creative storytelling with general fundamentals of advocacy so that as their concern for issues changes, they grow and um, they care about different things as they age, they'll still have the skills to be heard. And that's what's most important to us, to be able to let them know and empower them to be able to share their stories to make a positive difference. So that's what our curriculum does in a nutshell. And that's sort of anchored and central to everything else that we do, including our school visitation program where we work with yeah. select schools to bring um, and leverage this incredible group of change makers and creatives on the impact media side of Creative Visions so that they can come and have classroom visits with students and talk about the issues that they care about, but also how film works, how poetry works, hmm. how um, visual arts can lend a voice and help tell a story. And we're trying to connect those two forces and to teach teachers how to continue the use of this. And then we also have some really powerful partnerships, including, of course, Discovery Education, right. Right. where they take sort of what we've done and they've done an incredibly beautiful job of creating a virtual field trip told from students' perspectives about how they create uh, <laughs> through visual literary and performing arts, et cetera. And so we, we really try to leverage all the creatives in our pocket, but also give teachers examples of how you can have objective, skilled learning that still puts students in the center and lets them identify the relevance of what they're doing. That's really critical, I think. I agree. And by the way, you said something that struck me funny. You, you, you want to teach kids that they are not the first to care about something. Okay. Yeah. And of course, kids always think they're the first to think, why didn't you think of that, <laughs> mom and dad? Yeah, you know, that kind of a thing. So that, I think that's a great lesson right there. We don't, if we went no further, that would be, that would be enough right there. Um, where do you see this fitting in? Okay, as you were talking, and I'm an old social studies teacher, emphasis on the word mm -hmm. old, okay? So I saw it social mm -hmm. studies, okay? That's just the mm -hmm. way I think. And you yeah, were mentioning sure. Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, universal human rights, et cetera. Uh, you were an English teacher, an ELA teacher, mm -hmm. okay? So mm -hmm. you included it, obviously, in creative writing and honors English and all that sort of stuff. But talk to me about, mm -hmm. as you go and talk to schools and teachers and all, where is this fitting in? Or maybe it's multidisciplinary, oh, which I hope it is. Oh, it's very ahead. much so. And, and I love yeah. that. So currently we are working with um, an IB uh, teacher, and we are working with junior high. I want to, I should emphasize this. This is really geared toward middle and high school students. But we offer mm -hmm. these educator trainings in conjunction with the Museum of Tolerance, one of our longtime partners here in oh, Los Angeles. Geez. Sure. And these, these trainings fill up with higher elementary ed level teachers because it's very modifiable what we put yeah. out. Um, and one of the schools we're working with this year has a teacher who's so enthusiastic. She's wonderful. She's going to help to create some really tactile, tangible lessons for that age group. However, in terms of what types of teachers we work with, I would say that primarily it's the English and social studies teachers um, that 
that are keen to it that might be more aware of it at first. But we have worked with art teachers, photography teachers, drama teachers. Um, we've worked with a science teacher here and there. We have – there's really no limit. Sure. And, a, and one way to frame this, I love how you asked me to go a little bit more deep and to be yes, more specific. Please, go into the weeds. We've seen this model used as a project-based learning um, framework, yeah. right? So yeah. that, yeah. Um, for example, in Arizona, kids wanted to – we wanted to work with all the different disciplines. So here's a way to do that. Okay, let's study drought. Well, then you have the science classes exploring what is the drought? What is water conservation? What are our current water levels? How much would it take to get our water levels to normal in terms of ground supply? Then you have the math students working on some of those formulas. You have the English students working on the advertising about what the community needs to do to take action. And you've got the band students coming up with a beautiful jazz composition to be used during the showcase. And then you've got the art teachers working with students to create a, their film or their sizzles, their sizzle reels or their posters, what have you, to shine a creative light on why this issue matters. There really is no limit to what type of teacher uses our curriculum or enrichment and the benefits it can have. And because it was created by teachers for teachers, we really understand how important it is to help teachers meet the standards and the objectives they have to do in their classroom. There's listening, there's publishing, there's research. Um, there's so many elements to this, but at the time, it's almost like play with young children. Kids who are playing, retain hmm. skills. If they're playing to learn, they remember what they learn better, right? And this is almost yeah. like that. We know creati creativity really helps to drive learning home, as they say. Yeah, you don't usually remember what you don't like that much. You got to like it. Got to be engaged with it. That's what you're okay. trying to do here. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. Right. It, that's a pretty simple formula. We we we. I still wonder why my, I just mentioned this on the show before this, uh, my English teacher in high school made, made us read Mill on the Floss, okay, oh. which I thought was about dental <laughs> care, all right, and uh, <laughs> let's just say I didn't do too well below the book report, all right, and uh, which killed any love of literature I might have had, you know, it, it, oh. it was just stupid, you know, it didn't really, but Hard you know what I mean, yeah. okay, you, yeah, you got to keep the kids engaged, and you know, there's another side to this, which you haven't touched on, so I'm going to bring it up here, okay, sure. when I went to your website, again, creativevisions.org, okay, one, I think it was one of the top things up there, not on there right now, but one of the, the top things was, um, you guys are very concerned, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, about Good socio socioeconomic mental health, okay. Socioeconomic, oh, social emotional. I don't know why I said economic. Social emotional, okay. And right. how? And I, I just start this. You know, creativity helps you mm -hmm. when when mm -hmm. you're struggling. You know, with emotions, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I said socioeconomic. I must have been reading New York Times a few minutes well, you're ago. Not social wrong. emotional. It's all connected. It is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay, but I know. I do know it's social, it's social emotional, and you know, it, it just talk about that side of what you're doing because I think that's really important these days. Because Thank school you. districts, and I just talked to a superintendent this morning, they're still struggling. This is down in Virginia, mm -hmm. and they're doing they're they're fine, but they're still struggling through the problems mm -hmm. post pandemic. Okay, right. a lot of that is social emotional. We all know that. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, every educator knows it. All right. So just talk about how creative visions and what you're doing. And I guess discovery also loves this sort of stuff. Okay. How it all brings together a better mental feeling. Okay. Go ahead. Sure. So, so one of the things that, that we know as teachers um, on the Creative Visions Impact Education side is that this didn't start with the pandemic, but it reached critical mass with the pandemic in terms of yeah. youth experiencing yeah. mental health illness or disorder um, or anxiety, you name it. One in five kids across this country are experiencing something, and marginalized communities are at an elevated risk for this. Um, we knew yeah, right are. away that we had to address this thing. in a way that it's was an going thing. to yeah. – Yes, that is an equity thing. And we also know that when we're considering mental health, it's not just the emotions. Like you noted, it's your environment. It's your physical yeah. well-being. It is all the intersections of your, um, your intellect and all of the things that work hand-in-hand hand that we're striving to get a balance on. But if one of these things is out of order, then it's going to, it's going to create challenges in all of the other elements that contribute to a balanced human being. Um, to your point, we are not mental health experts, but as educators and as people who are very concerned with empowering young people to be heard, we knew we needed to create some opportunity that would be meaningful and that would also afford students the ability to be creative. Because as you noted, when kids are creative, it can boost mood and it can relieve anxiety. So we also um, wanted to do this in a way that could really have a reach. And so we are so excited to have launched something called Create Connect Care. This is a campaign that we're doing in partnership with Discovery Education because they, too, Great. are so deeply aware of the issue. Create and with Connect a, Care. Got it. Okay. Create Connect Care. Connect and it has its care. own yeah. website. So you can just go to createconnectcare.org to oh, learn all about it. over there. Yeah. yeah, and it's a it's a year long campaign that's going to help to elevate youth or elevate youth voice. Um, that's going to afford them the opportunity to show compassion and innovation, and that's going to um, really highlight their creative expression and ideas through online galleries and on the ground events and exhibitions. Um, and participating in Create Connect Care really means kids get to consider um, how they want to draw awareness to either their own experiences with mental well-being or how they want to normalize the, the need for um, attention given to mental illnesses and treatment, how they want to explore self-care, what it means to take care of oneself, or how they want to consider the importance of connection to others. And yeah. I want to lean into that for just a second. We know that storytelling can unite, right? Yeah. You, Storytelling, when done with a, with a common purpose, can identify commonalities far more than it will identify differences, and it can bring to a student or any individual, for that matter, a sense of belonging. And we know how important it is for kids to feel that they belong somewhere. So in the process of participating, they'll get to be creative. Maybe they'll try a new medium. Maybe they'll use photography, or they'll try film, or they'll sing. Whatever the case is, they get to determine the medium that they use to express themselves about mental well-being. But then they also get to have critical points within the campaign where they can connect with others. They can learn about how others are feeling. And they can, most importantly, be heard by an adult audience. Because if you don't have the vote yet, those should have a say in the issues that matter to you. And this is one way to, to provide that, I think. It really is. And by the way, I'm on, cre- I'll say it here now, createconnectcare.org. I just went over there. 
okay, a youth mental yeah. health and well-being initiative. I'm looking at it, and we're on October 17th. Today is the day we're doing the show, and it, this started October 10th. And I just want to yes, say, read this. Yeah, this is cool. And they're the first yes. call for – I don't know much about this. Maybe you want to explain it. The first call for creative expression is open now, deadline Tuesday, yes. November 30th. So it's createconnectcare.org. Okay. What does that mean? What are you asking for? What are you asking for? So we're asking, yeah, we, we would love for, for teachers to check it out, for parents to check it out, youth leaders to check it out, and of course for students to check it out. Um, but ultimately we're asking you to create something. We're asking you to connect to your own sense of well-being and then eventually to connect to others and to care about the community that you're existing in and the world you're existing in and what it means to have good mental health and how that can change the world yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. Well, it's not only good, and it's not only good. I have to say this: it's important, and they do. Teachers do understand this, but it's very important these days because it's hard out there. Okay, to (laughs) and you want to enjoy yourself teaching. So the more engaged the kids are, the more you will enjoy yourself teaching. That's quite obvious. Okay, therefore, (laughs) and and, and the kids learn better; they are happier. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, so this is really good stuff. I just want to say it's very timely. Right about these days. Just, I have to ask, when you were a teacher, how long have you been at yeah. not being a teacher? I don't know when. When did all? When did you so move I to stopped creative? classes teaching in 2019. That's when we okay. made the move. Uh, or actually, 2018. Excuse me. It was a when I um, worked remotely for one year from Arizona and would fly into California like once a month to wow. get my feet on the ground to figure out what cool. we do to get this out in the world. And then we made the move. So it's only been about five years or so. Um, that, yeah, it's great. It, yeah, I miss the classroom every day. I need to state that. And you're I think still that um, you're still in. I, I'm, yeah, you're, you're still right. in. It's Don't a kid yourself. You're still in it. Yeah. Are sometimes a little yeah. bit removed, but but just in terms of those daily interactions, and what I can also say is that I I I think about my fellow teachers around this country and the world every day. Um, I think about what they've been charged to do. I think about the pressure that they're under, and I can't imagine having experienced COVID, what that was like. Um, I I think that when we're talking about mental wellness, if administrators are tuned in, and if they are, I'm sure they're already aware, it's really critical that we afford these same opportunities for connection and care and creativity to our teachers as we do to our students. (laughs) I just need to point that because I I think they deserve it. Yeah. They do deserve it. And like I said earlier, it's tough out there right now. It's tough. Really is. Okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, everything we can do. And, you know, we help the kids. We help ourselves. Everybody knows that. I mean, it's just it's just that simple. I have to ask you this. When you were a teacher, again, five years ago now, well, you can do any, anything you want. But I was just thinking, what was the project you kind of did that, that worked so well? What's, what's, as, as you look back, as we're winding down here over the success stories that Creative Visions has had, <laughs> including with you as the teacher. Okay. What yeah. was what? What's like your favorite that we can give somebody an actual example? Well, we can give everybody an actual question. example. You know what? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little zoom in and a zoom out. I think the very first time I used the curriculum that used to be called Rock Your World. It's no longer called that, and it has changed from about 72 lessons geared at creating a public service announcement to 18 lessons that to streamline the process and afford all types of creativity to be um, included in the process. But I will say, there was one student I had who came to class, and for that, good job, sir, but would come in, put his head down, that was it. (laughs) When we started to integrate 
human rights discussion and creativity into our daily class for the unit that I, I delivered about over four weeks with my sophomores, he started to pay attention. And at the end of the process, he and his group decided that they would do a petition to change school start times because to we pay, started what? a godly what? hour of 6 a.m. <laughs> our yeah. zero hour was at 6 a.m. At our school, they started at 7.05. And one of the reasons he had shoddy attendance is because he had to go home, take care of his siblings, and work at night. And this was a 15-year-old who was trying to help his family keep their house. This was It was hard time. And instead of, of, <laughs> of punishing him for his life circumstances, this, this gave him the opportunity to figure out a way to be heard about it that wasn't embarrassing, that wasn't, you know, so personal that it made him squirm. This was a way to yeah. address the teenage or adolescent brain and its needs and to hear from, and he did, canvassed all kinds of students on campus. How do you feel when you have to wake up? These are honor students, you know, that he talked to. These are athletes that he spoke with. Every type of student he and his group um, surveyed, and they created a little film about why starting later is so important, and they presented to the school board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was remarkable. And even though the school board did not change their opinion or start times in that moment, right? And he felt that sting of, I used to work so hard and nothing happened. It happened. But I told him, just wait. I might be a teacher, and I may not know how I'm affecting students, but I hear from students 10 years, 11 years after I've got them, and I know that I made a difference, right? So sometimes you have to have a delayed um, gratification. So we got to explore that together. So through collaboration, through all of his hard work and his group's hard work, he became a really engaged student from that point on. He had a voice. He felt heard, and it changed him. That was enough for me to know that this was really meaningful type of learning. And I had already leaned toward creative activities with my students. And I want to say that in leaning toward creative activities with my students, I relied heavily on Discovery Education. Phenomenal. When we got to work with them, I was a fangirl. On behalf of Discovery, thanks for the plug. But they are good. Everybody knows that. Wonderful. (laughs) But I have to mention it because it really is true and part of the story. It is true. true. This is all good. Um, <laughs> in any case, that was just a really remarkable instance, and it, it, it really solidified and, 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 you know, I'll, I'll tell you the other thing is that uh, they, they presented, they did all their research, they presented the stuff, and the, the motion did not go through. And that mm-hmm. right there, failure is, inc- is an incredibly important lesson, okay? Yes. And, w- and actually, one of the problems we're having through education right now is, is grading. Okay, and obviously all parents want their kids to do well. Okay, but they actually there some of them are some people are more worried about the grades than the learning. Okay, mm-hmm. and we can't have that. All right, because no. not the, the failure is very important. You learn what you can and can't do, and how to do it better next time. All right, and if you I, remove I if, you, if you remove failure from education, okay, you're, you're doing more harm than good. But it's it's I believe me, I understand with grading and everything else, but it's really it's not a good thing. So learning failure. Okay, not that you want mm-hmm. to fail, but learning failure is okay. Okay. Right. That's okay. And you start you know, it's good stuff. I, I appreciate that so much because I think that there's this sort of notion that the better grades you have, the more resilient you are. But I think college professors yeah. could attest to the fact that that's just yeah. not the case. Absolutely. <laughs> right? That's absolutely the kid who was 
who, who really fell on their face. I, honestly, I'll just point to it. My son is in his third year at UC, UCLA Law School. He's about to graduate Ooh. from UCLA Whoa. Law. He's got a Whoa, poet teacher for, for a mom and an artist for a dad, and we're like, who are you? And it's amazing. But he had mediocre grades in high school. He was often bored and unchallenged. And then he, when he got to university, he went to a state school because it was affordable and in the neighborhood yeah. and we could support. And there's and I sometimes think they get a bad rap. And he determined in his freshman year that he wanted to do better, and he found something he loved through a mentorship with my brother, which was law, and he was going to do what it took to get him there. Had he not experienced falling through the cracks, not being seen, right. not being excited about his learning, I don't know how driven he would have been. Gosh, you know, it reminds me of the slingshot paradigm where, and this sort of pertains to history and context, and I think we all need a reminder of this. If our brains, our knowledge, are the, the stone in the slingshot, the further back we go, the farther we're going to travel, right? So when right. we stand on the shoulders of giants and we understand that we're not the first, not only to succeed, not only to care, but to fail, then we can understand that this is a long trajectory if we put in the work and we get back up. I just think that's a really important lesson like you noted. Sure as heck is. Okay, Jess, this was enjoyable. we got to go. I, I can't thank you enough. And I have all this up here, and you're a wonderful guest, and you're doing great work out there. Uh, thanks so much, Larry. It's been a joy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure on my end, too. Just have a good day and enjoy that gorgeous weather out there. Please. Thomas. Think of, think of me. <laughs> I live in Maine. It's beautiful now, but wait till February. Okay? So well, think enjoy. of me. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care, Jess. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Jess Burnquist over at Creative Visions, creativevisions.org, and you can link over through their Impact Ed. I have it all kind of linked here over to what Discovery and she and, and what Discovery and Creative Visions are doing together. It's good stuff. Thanks. So thank you, thank you, Grace, over at the Discovery for hooking me up with uh, with uh, Jess today. This was great. It's really enjoyable, lady. All right, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Hey, check it all out. It's free. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.